0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, set your sleep timers, pack your playlists, because uh, it's time to listen to the man who put creaky and dulcet. It. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And I guess if you're new here or you've been here a while, the main way you can, uh, I guess the main thing I ask when I do this show, or the main goal in order to put you to sleep is is to gain your trust and to keep your trust. And I take that trust you put in me As serious as I can I'm always trying to make the best show And I'm always trying to stay true to that trust And make the podcast that puts you asleep. sleep So as you lay your head down uh, That's all I ask is, is, is if you just think about If you can trust me or not You don't even have to uh, But Jonathan's done a way, way better job of, of putting it to music Than I could put it into words When I lay my head down That everything will be alright When I lay my head Down, down, down I can celebrate with the visions that come in the night Cause I will be the one that says yes Cause I will be the one says no Cause I will be the one to make it so Make it so So thanks, wow, Uh, thanks Jonathan I I I, I think he put me to sleep, he put me at ease, definitely And that's what I'm trying to do here this is the podcast that puts you to sleep. It will always be the podcast that puts you to sleep. And that's what we're trying to do here. So so, so, so thanks for stopping by. Let's, let's just keep the show moving, huh? Hey, up all night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest and what i'm going to do is create a safe place i'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night and i'm going to try to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake at night whether it's uh, thinking uh, thoughts feelings emotions sensations you know, sounds, whatever it is, I'm going to try to distract you from whatever's keeping you up. I'm going to use the the, the power of, so, not the power of story. Well, I guess I'm going to use the power of story against you. And, and, and well, soft, you know, I've been trying to get, I, I've been meaning to look up the uh, definition of soft power, uh, but if I could risk embarrassment, which isn't very much of a leap for me, I would say this is, uh, I'm using the soft power of story against you. Almost like, uh, like if I took a, like, you know, uh, let's see, what's a good metaphor? Uh, I was was picturing a soft playhouse in my mind, because, you know, okay, hey, inventors, uh, let's, let's work on this. Because uh, you got your cardboard houses that kids could make back in the day. And then, then, then people have come up with different ways to make new cardboard houses with different ways of plugging it together. And then you have like wooden play structures or plastic ones. Yeah, wh- what about a soft playhouse? And not infl- not that crappy inflatable stuff. That you, first of all, the parents got to blow it up. And second, you know, there's like some strange off gassing. And, you know something, I don't know. Is anybody else picturing that in their mind? A little house, the same size as a cardboard playhouse. You know, just enough for kids to get in. Adult would have to squat. You know, kid can go in there, read books. They can play house. Uh, you know, they could get away, play hide and seek. They could hide in. You know, all the good things of a playhouse. You know, but soft. And you might be saying, okay, wait, weren't you trying to make a point about soft power and story? I was. But then I just, uh, this uh, soft playhouse popped in my mind, which tends to happen. I say, this is definitely a chicken or egg situation. Does the podcast work as soft playhouse is popping in my mind? Or <laughs> does the podcast work as soft playhouse is popping in my mind? I guess it's not a chicken or egg situation. Uh, but, but what it is, I guess what I was saying is, is so I'm going to try to take your mind off stuff, right? I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, which you just witnessed one. And you say, well, that's Okay. More of like, uh, you know, that dog from the Pixar movie and the squirrel. You say, except for me, it's anything in my brain, not just squirrel. Oh, soft playhouse. Let me examine that and try to, you know, put it to words, you know, for a minute or two. But those are all the tools. The real uh, building materials of the podcast is is something like a story because you're kind of used to a story, taking your attention. A lot of times when you're trying to fall asleep, you're hearing different stories. You know, your mind's telling you different things about your day, about your life. You know about your haircut, you know, brass, whatever it is. But I'm I'm going to take a story. I'm going to take something familiar, like a story, and I'm going to do it. This, in some sense, okay. Any story, professors probably skip this part. Any story, people. But you know, stick around. Maybe you'll fall asleep early, Um, because I already forgot what I was going to say, and I didn't even. so so, so the, story, the structure, you know, a normal story, it pulls you in, right? It, 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 you suspend your disbelief and you enter the world of the story and you're swept away. Whether it's for the few pages you're reading of a novel or a movie or whatever it is. And the podcast is going to use that technique or the familiarity of it. You know, I'm going to tell you a story here. Or I guess it'll be, well, I'll tell you a little story based on the Spanish words I tried to learn from the... talk about uh, incomprehensible. I'm going to try to tell you something like a story. This is honestly what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to tell you something that's like a story that is based on the Spanish language words I looked up when I watched the Colombian version of Breaking Bad. Uh, for the second time, with the Spanish language subtitles on. Okay, so if any anyone's brain is still functioning, because that could cause, that probably ideally it just causes your brain to say, "Well, let me just shut down right now." This guy, they can't cannot commute, compute work, you know, but you'll be better commuting tomorrow if you're rested. Uh, but the story I'm going to tell, and I'll run that through one more time just, just for everybody because I know you're at the edge, hopefully you're at the edge of your pillow and your face is sliding off into the bed so comfortable. But uh, the first segment tonight is a, is a, a story uh, based on the Spanish-language words I looked up after watching Metastasis, which is a Colombian version of Breaking Bad, and that was on my second rewatch because I watch Metastasis once. I take notes with the subtitles off. and I watch the corresponding Breaking Bad episode. I take notes. Those are the second and third segments tonight. And then I, I watch Metastasis again with the subtitles on. I say, "Well, okay, what? Did, we're, okay, now I have a better grip of what the conversations are about. Let me see if I can learn any words here. Uh, so far, not you know." I don't think I'm a good case study because I don't know if I would learn them anyway. And we also, the reason we, we move the segments around based on feedback is in the story segments first. It's detached from Breaking Bad, so if you don't want to be spoiled by Breaking Bad or you're not comfortable with it, you get a nice meandering uh, story-like thing at the beginning. And so that is the, the whole purpose of the whole podcast I'm not asking you to understand it because, oh boy, I mean, I, I don't, it Does it? I think my brain's melting right now trying to say, like, that's what I do? Sounds a lot weirder when you put it to words on a recorder. Uh, but the whole idea behind the back is, is, I want to take your mind off of, uh, I want to sweep it away into the story, like, like I want to sweep it away from your bed, right? I want to take it off of you, the focus off of your body, your feelings, your past, your future, whatever it is that, that's going on that's keeping you up. I don't have a fancy word. I wish I had something like, a, I'm going to suspend your disbelief. And maybe maybe another opening I could waste the whole 10 minutes trying to come up with a, a, a quippy, I don't know, is that a quippy term? But, but you know, kind of like that, but not as good. I say, well, I'm gonna, I'm just asking you to suspend your sensibility. Not quite. That that wasn't nailing it, but that'll that'll do for tonight. And so instead of thinking about all this stuff, you'll start listening to me. But obviously, you've been listening for the past eight minutes. You say, "Okay, this guy's all right." Uh You know, I wouldn't wouldn't throw him out of a job interview. I, I don't think I'd give him the job. Uh, you know, unless it was super you know, nonsense talker. Uh, but. But you know he, he, I could I could sit through the rest of the interview with this, this, guy, this guy and maybe I'll even put my sunglasses on and close my eyes while he finishes up uh, telling me how is he, the fact that he's unqualified makes him qualified for the position. I like it. I like he and then you're drifting off and you' wait like, wait a second was I in a job interview last night or was that the podcast? So that's the whole thing. The short version is I'm trying to take your mind off of stuff, put it on me, and I'll be I'll be here for an hour. I'll be putting in the work to keep at least part of your brain distracted. But you're under no requirement, no obligation to listen to me at all. I mean a podcast works best as if you kind of listen and you see okay. And I kind of, you know, go back to that, uh, what do we call it, the Puffy Playhouse? That's what I should, have. if we sell it, that's what we'll call it, the Puffy Playhouse. Maybe that's what I, I don't think, I think that would have been a tougher sell. This podcast is already hard to sell to new people, but if it was called the Puffy Playhouse podcast, I love that title. So that is officially, you know, nobody stealed that. I don't know if I'll do anything with it, but. I guess if this podcast had a second secret title, which is Welcome to the Secret Title Club, it's the Puffy Playhouse podcast, where you can just get in that playhouse. You're kind of, you're kind of in. you know, I'm talking through the window with the fake uh, flower box, and you're curled up in there. And not only that, the floor of the Puffy House is a bit, you know, soft. And you say, well, geez, I was worried about a big meeting tomorrow. Next thing you know, I'm in a Puffy Playhouse podcast episode. Snuggled up on the floor of the Puffy Playhouse. And Scoots is just telling me some nonsensical story through the window. And he seems to be taking it serious. He seems to be working hard. But but it's like this strange thing where he says, hey, just go to sleep whenever you feel like it. You know, if you can't sleep, you're under no obligation to, too. I'll be here with a story uh, through, through the play, Puffy Playhouse window. So that's it. I think that's probably the best way I could ever describe the podcast. It, it, I guess it's in a metaphorical way. And not. This is like the, you know, secret to secret. And now I love saying that. Puffy Playhouse podcast. Patent pending Puffy Playhouse podcast. Please, something else that starts with a P. Uh, so please permit my—I wonder if there's a, there's got to be a, a word for laughing that starts with a P. Anyway, profundity, I don't know what that means, but that's a good word. Uh, okay, I took this. So that's it. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the—be uh, uh, lower than a subtitle—the secretly titled Puffy Playhouse Podcast— If it's your first few times here, yep, you you got a full dose here of what you're in for. Uh, This podcast is a little bit different, a little bit silly, but it's it's just genuinely as good-hearted as I can make something uh, to try to help you fall asleep. It doesn't work for everybody. I hope it works for you. So thanks for stopping by, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep, all right? Uh, housekeeping. We're on the web, com. Older episodes are there. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at Sleepinthemeepodcast. You can get me on Twitter at Scooter uh, or on Facebook. Yeah, you can get a hold of me, any of those places. If you want to support the show at a dollar, we're always looking for patrons. We're trying to get to uh, uh dollars 1000 right now. com slash patron. Uh, Just a dollar a month will be a huge help to keep the show sustainable. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful who edited the show and did the music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on our honor. We've got a Facebook group over at sleepingpodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank Jennifer B., Lidoi, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., Lauren Alexandra, I want to thank Latitude on our subreddit at com slash reddit. And I want to thank Jonathan Mann on the the lullabies. And that's it. Let's get on to the show. All right, so we're talking uh, episode 37, I believe. And yeah, this is uh, uh, Addiction Boralhuego. A gambling addiction, and you know that's what that episode talks uh, talks about a little bit about Walt's fake uh, fo gambling addiction. Yeah, but a lot of these things, you know, one way to look at it is uh, conocer causas y consequences consequences You get to hear cases and consequences. It, it seems like a bedtime problem, huh? And a lot of times, I mean, personally, I'll say, ladron, you no thief. Like, why are you, why are you thoughts uh, stealing my sleep, ladrone, you no thief of sleep? And, you know, every once in a while someone will look at this podcast and they, they may be mistaken and say, I've invented Like, he invented a way to stop the, uh, the, the thieves of sleep. Uh, which could be a relief to be a relief to people when they think they're lying down and they're just rolling the old dados, rolling the old dice, and saying, you know, one in twenty chance of getting some sleep. Aseltrato, it's the deal. It's the time when the facturas, and the mental facturas, uh, the mental bills come due. And then you might even like stop thinking clearly, and you hear something strange like. Socializar is, is a problema. The socializer is the problem. And you'll say, what? And then they'll say, esta noche es el noche. Uh, this, this night is the night. And you say, okay, I do, like, it is. This night is the night. You're, you're right about that one. And then you'll say, "Wait, is this is this the the podcast, or my mind is doing this?" Saying uh, conocido, known, like it is known, Khaleesi. Uh, it is known, Scooter has a trouble with his enfocate, his focus. Uh, he's known to get into too many detalle, too many details, and he to he, actua he, uh, acts uh, a little uh, a little bit to us. Uh, But have you ever supone, have you ever supposed uh, that, you know that song, No Encima not over, uh, not somewhere over the rainbow, but somewhere al azar, -azar, somewhere random, not over the rainbow, but somewhere random, Uh, somewhere random what, Scoots? Because this is where Henson Incorporated, you're here to pitch us. Oh, oh really, I I thought I was in the middle of a strange podcast story. Okay, so here's my pitch on uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow uh, 2. Was there a Somewhere Over the Rainbow 1? Because I don't remember it. Was uh, that what Kermit was? That's the Rainbow Connection. And that's my pitch is connecting the Rainbow Connection to Over the Rainbow. Are those both your songs? Do you have the rights to those two songs? Cause that's the guion, gu- 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 the script I'm gonna be writing. Uh, somewhere over the rainbow connection is that too? That's okay. Well, you know, that's just a, that's not even a working title. That was just a title I thought of. I know it sounds ridiculous, ridiculous, but don't worry. Uh, I just have to flush out a, two, a few things like what. Was there a movie under the rainbow or over... I think there was a movie over the rainbow, right? It's my pitch. But you're not going to help me in the pitch? Okay, I mean, what, what's the rainbow connection about? Because it confuses me, right? Uh, wait, are you seeing Soler get out? No, no, no. Let me finish my pitch, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Because uh, one day you'll be like, uh, Conto, he told... The tale of the greatest pitch, rainbow-related script pitch ever. Story pitch, okay. Story, yeah. We're just pitching stories here. Uh, so everybody, uh, Montaner, you know, keep 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 your seats on. Keep your butts in your seats. If you feel infirmo, just raise your, you know, go, but come back. You know, I give you a bathroom pass. Because uh, I want you to think, uh, Pensar different e contenta we're gonna make us this, uh, sh- this uh, story a combination of different thinking and content thinking you know because that's what you think of with the rainbow is you're looking for some kind of certainty is it gold at the end of the rainbow is it some mystical world over or under the rainbow like Oz? wait Oz doesn't have anything to do with rainbows Okay, who's this person? I thought you weren't gonna help me with my pitch, but that's just such a big help. Thank you. I just made a rainbow connection with you. I was thinking of something. It was shirt out with uh, sacarone, uh, cinturones. They took belts. You, you know, you no know, belts from a jug, jug rainbow. You know, like a belt, like a, a swig. Yeah, like, so the characters, they ingest the rainbow. Of course it would be organica, 100% organic rainbow. And then all of a sudden, whatever happens to them, there becomes a uh, publico medio, a public fear of rainbow power, maybe jealousy, not, not based on any reality. Maybe they didn't even actually drink rainbows. There's just a rumor around it. And, okay, are you saying uh, si un idiota and pointing at me? Well, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, You know, I I don't know if I appreciate your el tono, your tone, but uh, I'll keep going Uh, because I'm just getting to the good parts. Uh, uh, Guarda ese parte. Uh, And that's the part you don't want me to leave out, correct? Uh, Because what's going to happen in this little tale is a biliano be- Defectos. The villain's going to defect from the world of the rainbow to our world, and that's going to be, with a, it'll be a villain, but it'll say, hey, well, I'm here to, uh, I came from the rainbow land. You, you had two children that drank the power of the rainbow, and I'm here to help your world. But it's a really a Billiano, be- a villain, pretending to come and that they defected from the rainbow world. Uh, no, Maypar, I say, I don't think this is going to be El Duro de la Película, the hard movie to sell that you think it is. And another question to think about is, is the rainbow world like ours, is it as faro, a sphere, Therapia? Do I do go to get therapia? Yeah, I do, I do. Or let me ask you another question, is the rainbow world as piso flat? Is it round or is it flat? You know, that could be a modern day. What do they call that when it's like a political thing? Is that, it's not a parody. It's not satire. Is it satire or is it the other one? Like, kind of like the Daily Show does. Is that satire? Biting satire. I've dreamed about it one day. You know, because the the times, they are changing. Are you saying, Coho, my idea sounds lame? Well, oof. Uh, well, uh, you'll be in for a Lib- Libio, a relief, uh, when you hear the yo yo the cries of joy while children are watching my movie that I haven't made up. And then who will be Burialando, uh, who will be teasing whom? Because uh, me mandas, you sent me, you, why don't you actually send me to the rainbow world because I look, see back to the rainbow connection. What does it mean? What is a rainbow connection? Uh, le veo muy bien. I think uh, Kermit said that uh, Kermit could see very well. A little bit like she sostos, plegarias, humorous prayers. The rainbow connection is really like a humorous prayer. I think. No. Uh, un moho a moldy prayer I don't I've never I'm not familiar, I'm more familiar with humorous prayers than moldy ones uh, like so we could and we can also work in things like the part of the back to the pitch okay you guys are getting me off track what do you think about a purpuria pu, 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 uh, uh, carpeta a purple folder as one of the characters they call it the purple folder. And then maybe a Heta, a Mug, Uh, Roy G. Biv. Can we have a character named Roy G. Biv, or is that too obvious? Uh, Grabo De Soyo, Uh, Grabo De Solo, uh, Recorded Only. You know, Opoya Peor, support could be worse. Your support could be worse. You know, I'm trying to pitch this, come up with this movie here, uh, De Searly, so I'm trying to tell you it. Because I want to create a situation where we all ganaste, we all have won, and the Rainbow People have won over this villain uh, that defected to our world. Uh, so, Qualcare, qual, do any of you have uh, a, a good, good ideas to offer? Because I feel like a hogo, like I feel like I'm going underwater here without your help. Okay, well, I'll just get back to contarles to telling you algo. Uh, you know, if you make something, if we make something out of making something out of rainbows, rainbow connection to over, over, the under, under the over rain. What about something like that? A little wordplay. Uh, los cosas, por los manos. Like things are at least. Then you're like, it's somewhere over in the somewhere over under in the middle of the rainbow. That doesn't sound. It does sound very seguro. That probably sounds like the safest place in a rainbow, the middle of the rainbow, in my opinion. And that'd be something I lograr. I'd like to achieve físico, physical, physical oneness with the rainbow. And maybe that's what the children were trying to do is they drank the juice of the rainbow. You know, Buscando, I'm searching here for, for a story a story thread. I would even, at this point, I would even tipo culto, I would join a story cult. If it meant, you know, getting this, getting through this pitch meeting. You know, because I love the, I love it. You guys owned by Disney now? Okay. I'm just waiting for the point where my brain, I go, ah, yes, there it is. There's the rainbow connection between those two, two movies. Uh, like tazas, galletas, like cookie cups. How about that? How about we just invent those instead of a movie? Cookie cups, it's a cup and it's a cookie. Cookie cups. Uh, by Henson Incorporated and Scooter. Make a rainbow connection with a rainbow cookie cup. Uh, no, that's that feels more like a blaga to you. Well, okay. Uh, how about something more in the adult range, like in a like a. Like a en radar esposas entangling wives type thing. No, it uh, you don't think that'll pista. That? You don't think that'll track. You're full of duda in me, doubt. Well, it, you know, puesable, Then speak up. You know, uh, sobra actue, Act up, because uh, when I when I talk, you know, you don't you don't you know. I guess you don't need to listen. You know, at this point, I'm feeling like a casquillo, a shell. You know, what What happened? I thought I had a solid idea. Any, I didn't even I thought I was doing a podcast episode, and then you told me I was in a pitch. Uh, you know, I did not feel like I was manejando, driving the pitch, and I felt like you were giving me the el timbre, the ringer. Because uh, if I knew it was a pitch about Rainbow Movies, uh, Abrio, I would have opened with something. Uh, Saldria, so you'd come on my side, you know. Maybe a little she-stay, a little joke. And then I would, capaz, uh, i say Tipo, you know, talk about and such... You know, what character should we do? Should this be a Muppet movie? How about that? You know, what you, you if you're working on a third Muppet movie... Uh, cause Kamada, will stay calm. Rainbows and Muppets. Go. I mean, why? When was the last time Kurt Kermit sang Rainbow Connection? Oh boy, that's that, that's sad. I'm gonna And then he quoted that Huela, well, uh, the Footprints in the Sand" poem. Well, that's touching. That would be something I'd like to testigo to witness Kermit singing. Well, it could start out as a sad tale about Kermit. He's perdido, he's lost. Maybe because of some uh, uh, charse, some lie, he told. And then he encounters the ondas, invisibles, the invisible waves of the rainbow world that seem to answer. Uh, he hears a suena a sound. Uh, you know, You remember we were saying it was the humorous Almost like it, uh, Rogar preys on Kermit's fears of the consequences of his lie. And then there, there's a demora, a delay. And of course, there's a riesgo, a risk. And then uh, Kermit goes in the rainbow world, but they think he, the Muppets are searching for him, searching for Kermit, the rainbow connection. How's that? They're searching in our world. That was a plot of a movie already? A Muppet movie, Uh was it Algo going out like something with rainbows, or was it just regular? And then they find out. Oh, it's the same plot because I, I didn't see that one. And then, but was Kermit in the Rainbow World? And then he brings something back to our world, yeah, you know. But they there's a defector. The villain is from not it. No, 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 not a Kermit look like at all. No. I can see how that would have been the plot of that movie, but this is not, no, no, no. Yeah, it's a, no, it's rainbow-based. And what if Kermit went over the Rainbow World and to come back? How about this? And then we'll finish up. Goes over to Rainbow World, needs to bring something back to save our world from the villain from the Rainbow World and save the Rainbow World, uh, but it, at a cost of losing Kermit's greenness. Uh, which makes him fear that Miss Piggy won't love him because she loves it, because he thinks she loves him because he's green, and, you know, because it's not easy being green. So Kermit's heroism, he returns to this world, another color, maybe like a, a milky blue. You know, something, and where it's definitely, you're all staring at me with blank faces. What kind of Muppet, you know? And then. Uh, don't worry, there's Act 3. Don't worry, that's just a, you know... Of course, the, the Rainbow Connection restores Kermit to Kermit's greenness. But Miss Piggy never stopped loving him. So maybe she goes colorblind as a part of it. But the rest of it you may think about. Okay, so I should go with this guard here. Okay, thank you for this pitch, thank you. Rainbow Connection 2... Uh, Oh, 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 into the rainbow. Uh, Kermit, Kermit, turns blue. Something okay. Thank you. All right. So we're talking uh, metastasis episode thirty-seven. Sarah saw for the Los Polio shipment frozen chicken stuff. Uh, Mike Mario's garden it. You know, don't mess with the secret uh, recipe. Some dude spray-painted the truck, which Mike doesn't like. Then this next scene was confusing because it looked like there was sunlight in the room. Cielo was trying to sleep, even though the sun was shining in the face. And then it was—it looked like it was 310. Uh, yeah, but she didn't look like she wanted to get up. And Then what does this say? Ludopatia. Oh, she starts to make in a notebook. In notebook, yeah ludopatia uh then they're in a class or is it some sort of addiction meeting and somebody's teaching it's wicked boring because walt's falling asleep or he does you know it doesn't apply to him but they're pretending it does cielo's taking notes uh then they're home cielo's on the phone with maria walt it seems like he's playing solitaire at first which i was like that's strange and then I think it was like, okay, tonight's the night. And I was like, it's oh, is Walt learning to count cards? Question mark. Oh, and I think the name of the episode is Bales. And then I said, the next page. I said, oh, is he trying to learn how to explain counting cards? And she feels like your two are just not good enough. Then she pulls out a parliamentio's a parliamentary procedure or a script, it looks like, and it said did it, something that made me think that Walt said, did you print this off the internet? And Walt's very frustrated, and she's like, dude, do you realize how serious this is? You need to start studying, yo. Uh, and then we have uh, the uh, Cielo and Walt doing practice for uh, Henry, Marie, and Junior out in the garden with other chairs Henry, and stuffed animals. Henry's a gorilla. Maria's like a spotted pink and brown pony. We actually use some other colored spots too. So a little fantastical. I don't know if there was really much purple. Ann Junior's like a little baby giraffe. And Walt sits there drinking tea. He reads the script. He says, idiot. You call me an idiot in this script? I'm an idiot. And I have to say I'm an idiot? And then he argues over, like, every single line. And Serio, Serio, Cielo asks, exclamation point. They argue, Cielo gets frustrated. And Walt just starts doing his own rewrites right there, like total diva. Like, no, 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 I would never say this. And then they argue over it, Dan Repento. Walt doesn't like to repent. Then they argue over where to sit. Well, it's like, you should be closer to Maria, you know, her sister. And then it transitions, The knock at a door, uh, and they're with Junior. It's at uh, Henry and Maria's house. They've got a casserole, and it's go time. It takes Henry and Maria a while to answer, though, the door. But they do. Henry's in a chair. He's super chipper, hamming it up. He's like, thank God you're here to rescue me from this, He's being stuck with Maria. He does some minerales material, like, oh, boy, you're in for a treat tonight. He's staring at rocks. And I say, no, no, minerales, not pierdas uh, scoops. They say, thank you, Sanry. Thanks for breaking the wall. And uh, then Walt, like, totally true. Oh, no, I, I'm jumping ahead. Sorry about that. I got so distracted by Henry speaking to me. Uh, And then they're in the uh, hall. Henry kind of shows off his wheelchair skills, and then he's shown off his minerals in his room, minerales. They're looking at him through the magnifying glass, Jr. And Henry's kind of describing him, but of course, Walt has to trump him, totally trump him with stories about facts. You know, he has to use facts and history or something, and then Henry's kind of you know that was his thing, and Walt kind of took it from. Him. So then Henry busts out some DFA evidence, and he's like, "You guys got to see this DVD." And it's karaoke. It's Guido, and it's so he's being so genuine. He's in like a dress shirt with an untied tie on, and he's being very genuine in this solo karaoke. So Henry and Junior are cracking up, but Walt's not laughing. And while it kind of quiets down. He starts hearing, you know, the noises, the dramatic noises when you don't hear things. And then it cuts. And then Cielo's in mid acting, telling her story from the script from earlier. Henry's now nonplussed. Uh, and Junior's, but Junior's all proud of his dad for cheating the system, uh, being good at something. Walt tries to act all sad, his, hands, his head's in his hands. Then Cielo goes off script, and Walt looks up, and Junior's still all pleased. Walt tries to play it down, and then he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm so down. And Henry even laughs. But then Walt sneaks into their bedroom, and he starts to look in the file of Guido's stuff. Henry calls him downstairs. And Henry talks while Walt tries again to kind of play his role of reconciled uh, gambler. And then they cut to Walt getting shown the notebook, the lab notebook by Henry. Henry has a real nice shirt. On. I don't know if I've seen it before. It's like kind of like red and blue circles with blue geometric lines against a white background. Uh, looked way better than I described it. And then he says Heisenberg, even Walt has a laugh. And then they look at more stuff in uh, Cundigo, yeah, a recipe for something. And I think it was like a, a sugar, so I think there was sugar in it. And he's like, oh, it's not meth, it's candy. Uh, then they talk about WB, my inspiration. And then Walt's, like, uh, plays right into it. He goes, oh, yeah, you got me. And then he goes, no, it's that. Remember they had the WB Network, the WB. I think uh, Guido liked watching that frog. You know, they had the Disney Channel shows before Disney Channel did. And no one got that. So then uh, Walt's like, no, it's a William Blake poem. And he he, he goes, I saw it. And then Henry can't believe it. And then Walt's like, is G- Guido Heisenberg? Uh, and then Henry's not done, but Walt keeps asking questions. He can't. He keeps digging. And I think, I can't remember from the Breaking Bad, I haven't watched it yet, but I think it's like where uh, Walt's like, no, 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 Heisenberg's way smarter than Guido. Then we're at Jose's place and Walt shows up uh, at this crazy head shaving party. Uh Jose's having. And Walt's like, dude, we got trouble. Jose's like, take off, bro. I'm shaving heads. And then Walt it grills him, and Jose's like, you're stressing me out, I'm buzzing people's heads, so he asks Walt to leave. And then we have some Walt talking about Suspecha, uh, Henry... Uh, Jose, Walt's in a panic, Saul, uh, Saul's making jokes, uh, but Walt's real worried about it. There's French doors in the background with scales of justice kind of reflecting through them. I don't know if that's the first time I noticed that or what. And Walt's going on some overthinking tirade. And then Saul's like, I got an idea, which quiets Walt down. But still that plan, he's like, no, no, that still won't work. Uh, Then we're back at Jose's place. He seems to want the party to be more fun or something, so he grabs some money. Uh, Then it's pizza money. Then we're back at work and the cameras and Walt's cleaning. They're following Walt and Jose. Jose's weighing stuff. Walt's watching the cameras. Then we're back at the pizza party, but all the pizza money's gone. Uh, but Jose doesn't care, he just plays video games, then he goes to sleep. Uh, Mike wakes Jose up, and he says, hey, I found your pizza money. And Mike's like, I don't want you to intervene in my behalf, finding my pizza money, don't worry about me, you're not my dad. So then Mike tells Gus that, he says, the kid said he's not, I'm not his dad. He's right, but I feel like a f- father, no, yet another f- father figure to this young man. And Gus says, "Interesting. This is Jose Miguel or Walt." And Mike says, uh, "Jose Miguel. I hate Walt." And then we see Walt. He's uh, at work. He looks at the time. He's like, "What? WTF? Where's Where's Jose?" So he drives to Jose's. Jose's not there. He calls. He yells, uh, "Jose, where are you?" Then. Uh, he goes into the house, he knocks a lot, I think before he went in, a lot like a parent. Uh, then he goes in the house, I guess I wrote that twice, because uh, he went through the fence. Uh, then he's uh, like, a little bit worried he's calling for Jose, then he calls Jose's phone, but it's in Jose's room, but Jose's not there. Walt's concerned, he runs back to work, he yells at the camera, where's my Jose. I want to know where my Jose is. And then we see Jose and Mario on a drive, very father-son-figuring, because Mike tries to strike up some conversation about the trip, and Jose goes, nope. And then they just keep driving. And that's what I used to be like, too. How's your day? Nope. And that's the end of the episode. All right, so we're talking uh, Season 4, Episode 4 of Breaking Bad. And it's uh, called Bullet Points, like you would have on uh, most reports or websites. And it's a really good episode with a lot of good uh, interplay. starts with Mike defending uh, Los Pollos Hermanos uh, recipes. Because you always hear about the Colonel's secret recipe for KFC... And I guess this one had one too. So they're like, "Okay, Mike's like, I got to keep this secret safe." Uh, then we see it's 3:01 a.m., which I was confused about whether it was a.m. or p.m. in metastasis, but in Breaking Bad, it's 3:01 a.m. Skyler's in bed. She can't sleep. She has three books in bed with her. She's worried. She got a notebook by her bed, so she thinks of something. She writes it down. She closes her eyes, hoping that would relieve her. And as we all know, just, as, she goes to ask for a second and then she says, Nope, not going to work. Uh, and then it cuts the next day, like uh, highlighted, uh, printed off the internet notes about blackjack and counting blackjack and gambling addiction. And we're at some sort of like gambling addiction seminar, maybe, or a meeting. Uh, With Skylar and Walt, but Walt's nodding off. Uh, Then we're back at Skylar's house, and she's on the phone with Maria. And it sounds like they're going to dinner for the first time. And then we get a couple classic scenes in here with uh, Walt and Skylar. And it starts with them talking about the counting cards aspect. And Walt's like trying to figure out how to count cards or... To explain counting cards, uh, Kelly criterion, and then the system heat of his, uh, vibes, He's in his teacher mode. The guy was like, "Well, you're not teaching." And he's like, "Well, I saw." This. And she's like, "Just play cards. Like, no one's going to ask you to teach them." And he goes, "Don't you think it behooves me, uh, to, to 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 explain anything And she goes, "It behooves you to be a pro." So chop, chop, and then Walt's like, don't chop, chop me. And then I like that The first decision was whether or not to split or surrender uh, the eights. And it was like, double down or not. I was like, oh, Walt. And then they you know, go back and forth, but well, Walt's not winning, and Skyler's like, "Oh," And then Walt's like, well, don't worry, it's only about, you know, me keeping count and winning hands per hour or something. He goes, I know how to count cards. And then Sky was telling his case, he goes, you know what, I'm in recovery. I shouldn't be playing cards. Uh, that's a fiction. And Sky was like, actually, that's a great idea. You're right. And then they move to the couch, and Sky was like, Alright, we got a lot of ground cover. So still in the same room. I don't know. I didn't pay enough attention to tell if the camera. I think they had switched shots, but yeah, I think this is, so, yeah, I guess I'm not good at that. Like, if it was one, I don't think it was one straight shot, but it's still, uh, as far as, like, carrying off a story this long. So they're still in the same house. They're just in the living room now. And Sky was like, okay, let's get our story straight. He's, he's got a script. or it says, is this a script. This guy said, no, it's bullet points. He goes, bullet points? She goes, yeah, like a novella. And, it's, you know, we know, Skyler's a short story uh writer and she's like you're gonna tell a D agent we're just gonna make up the story for hank it has to be word perfect and there's a lot of writing in this story and he goes well hey marie's already spilled the beans to hank and she's like no 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 and she goes uh hank thinks his insurance is paying for everything and we're not telling him anything different and then you see again walt like wants uh Hank to owe him or what? to he goes, well, he goes, why is that again? You know, if we have the gambling story, shouldn't Hank know I'm paying for his treatment? And Skyler's like, well, come on, you wouldn't take help from Gretchen and Elliot, so don't do that to Hank. And she goes, he'll find out one day. And then, you know, we see Skyler's a little bit worried about Junior, you know, coming clean, not just to Hank and Marie, but to Junior And then it's like, I think we should tag team the narrative. Like, we'll each take uh, part of the story and then hand it off. You know, so we don't leave anything. out. it's just, it's funny that this was written by writers writing about uh, in act. You could see that they were enjoying it, the actors, like uh, the, the, the meta level of it. It was just delightful, at least to me. Because uh, then they're rewriting. It's just, it's just like the levels to, to think about there. I don't know. Uh, but then they're talking about, the, you know, okay, let's talk about the car wash. Where'd you get the money? And Skyler's kind of being the director for a little while. And Skyler's like, okay, we want to tell you a whole story. It's a doozy. Hold on to your hats. And Walt's well, like, what? And he goes, you, you we got to keep it light, but let him know. I uh, expect something big, and it's a doozy, and then I was like, and then you take over, and yeah, it's going to stick close to the truth, but, you know, not, not uh you know, we, we need to get them on our sides, and she goes, okay, been three to four, gambling was an addiction, I couldn't control that, and she goes, I even put, put some stuff out we got at the GA meeting. And then, was well, like, terribly, terribly ashamed of my actions. Too terribly. And in was like, yeah, contrition. And he goes, well, I wouldn't use that word. I don't use terribly. And then Scott's like, you can say that however you want. Well, but you're jumping way ahead. And he goes, why would I be so ashamed? Uh, I was and am providing for my family. And this guy's like, "Can we just focus?" And then Walt's like, "I don't like this. I'm weak. I'm out of control. It look makes me look like uh, I mean, that's simple. Walt's whole whole M O. He doesn't want to look weak. And this guy like, it has to be Warts and all, Walt. And she goes, "Believe me, I'm the one that looks the worst." I, you know, she tries to get him to have some empathy, but Walt. Uh, is not having it, but then he kind of seems... she's like, you know, Junior's the one that... He, she, you're going to be his hero. I'm the, you know, one he's shaming for all this. And then again, another turn of brilliance, because Walt goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I put you all through that. And you see Skyler's reaction. Walt goes, well, how's that sound? Does that sound believable? Because uh, that was two sorries. And then they go back and forth some more... Oh, uh, there was a good glare on stupid. And then the, the kind of closes with them going back and forth. And then Scoush says, well, maybe lying doesn't come as easily to me as it does to you, Walt. And then it goes ding-dong. And then we're at Hank and Marie's. And everybody's so chipper. And happy to see each other and the baby... And Hank's, you know, cracking up. oh, was that, real food? I might, I might actually get a meal. You know, your Aunt Marie's cute, but she could burn water, you know. And she's like, so funny. Go show the boys your rock collection. And, like, rock collection he goes, a ah, mineral collection. He goes, it's just a little something. He goes, you guys want to see it? It's so, oh, it's such, I love this show. And he's like, yeah, let's go. And then there's a little thing with uh, Hank's chair and Walt trying to maintain And he's like, well, you know, uh, give me my space, man. And then little, uh, Junior's looking at this uh, stuff. And he's like, what is it? What is this thing? It was a road night or something. Uh, Some like a magnesium something. salt pink. And Junior and Hank are having a lot of fun. And in this one, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, the pink is from its oxidization rust. And then Walt just goes on some total science tear. But it was really joyless. And it kind of, like, changed Hank's look. He's like, man, Walt, you just, uh, not only did you outknowledge me, you just sucked the joy out of, uh, of cataloging minerals. Because like, well, whatever he said, you know, you get the idea. And he goes, you want to see something interesting. Let's see, Waltz Doll, Science Kills a Mood, Looking at Rocks. And then he busts out this DVD of Gale singing karaoke. That was the name of the song, so I don't want to earworm anybody. Uh, but Gale's, like, dressed like he's on some sort of trip, I think, uh, there's like sci-fi effects in the background, and Hank's like, "That's uh, Albuquerque's public enemy number one." And then we cut to the mid uh, skyler breaking the news, and she's like, "You know, oh, we're so happy." And then everyone's like, "Oh, I can't believe it! I didn't know." Holy cow! And Junior's so happy about dad, his dad. And Walt almost wants to give in and start bragging. Uh, but Skyler's trying to maintain control. And then Walt's like, oh, I'm, I'm ashamed, son. And then he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. But then uh, uh, Walt goes and tries to like, uh, sneak a couple peeks at uh a notebook gail's notebook and uh the, his files and then hank is like hey buddy are you okay and then he, they meet in the hall and hank's actually trying to be a real friend to waltz he goes you know there's some big stuff with back there and even waltz he's like well we wanted to be thorough about it quite a tale couldn't have been easy and Hank's like, you know, if you need to talk, man, I, I'm here for you. You really get Hank's kind side here. He really is this big-hearted guy that cares about Walt. Yeah, you know, which really sets sets up the payoff down the road. But And then Walt's like, well, back at you, man. I mean, if you need to talk about any cases with chemistry or anything at all. And then the next thing you know, they are talking about it. And they're looking over... Uh, the notebook. And uh, Hank's like, this is my guy, the mystery man I've been searching for for a better part of a year. Uh, goes by the name of Heisenberg. And Walt's well, like, really? And he goes, yeah, some some scientist guy. He goes, a real guy. He goes, with a handle like that, he's got to be an egghead, no offense. He goes, Gail, Major Tom Bedecker. And uh, well, Hank's like, yeah, I just wanted to look over this, you know, about the way they were cooking stuff. And it's like two sticks dairy-free soy margarine. And then it's like, oh, that's vegan s'mores because there's all sorts of other stuff in here. Recumbent bikes, indoor composting. He goes, this guy has a real character. Well, it's like well, more unique. Let's say he's unique. And then he sees the thing to WW, my star, my perfect silence. And Hank's like, I mean, Woodrow Wilson, Willie Waka, Walter White. And Walt's like, oh, busted. And then Walt's like, wait a second, I saw a poem in here. When I heard the learned astrometer, learned. And from time to time, looked up in perfect silence at the stars. It's a poem by Walt Whitman, your WW. And he goes, Oh, you brainy. I came with some day of school. And then Wald, well, of course, he starts to see his wall. He goes, Well, did you think this Gale guy was really your Heisenberg? And uh, Hank's like, Yeah. He goes, I really wanted to get him, though. You know, he goes, We did. He goes, No, no, I wanted to arrest him, you know. Popeye, Doyle waving the Frog One. I think that's a fresh, I gotta rewatch French Connection when I'm sober because I don't think I ever saw it was sober, so. Um, But yeah, then they talk about it a little more. And then Walt gets a little paranoid, so then he runs over to Jesse's. Uh, Jesse's doing a head shaving thing. He's like, Jesse, Jesse, Walt's all spazzing. And Jesse's like, dude, I'm doing head shaving here. Leave me alone. Uh, so Walt gets kicked out. Then if, then we have Walt at Saul's. uh, and at first it looked like Walt was wearing a bathrobe, but ended up, it was, a. I guess a, it, it took like about five minutes for me to realize it wasn't a bathrobe. It looked like, a. then I was like, is that a bathrobe style sweater? Uh, but then it was like, okay, I wrote down suede jacket on the next page. So then he's talking to Saul and Saul's like, uh, I wouldn't panic about Jesse. I think everything's fine. Like, don't worry about it. You know, goose egg, bup kiss. that's what the cops got. Don't worry. And uh, Walt's well, like, Jesse's place has like got hobos living there now. And even Saul's like, hobos, that's not a proper term anymore, Walt. And Walt's well, like, no, no, actual ones, and then he, Walt's like, okay, anyway. And Walt's trying to stir a little bit of paranoia up in everybody, I think. Maybe it was tough to tell if this is real or manipulative. And then Walt's like, that ship sailed on that car wash. That's the boy voyage. We're committed to that. And Skyler doesn't know that, you know, I'm getting neurotic about work and stuff. Because she, goes, she thinks I go to the lab every day. And Walt's well, like, how did everything get so screwed up? And, uh, you know, Saul's so, so like, well, you could always, you know, move somewhere else. And uh, Walt's well, like, well, I don't know. Uh, and then Walt's well, why like, well, I want to keep eyeing Jesse, you know, maybe get him another round of, let's, let's figure something out. And uh, then we're back at Jesse's. He's, he's like behind me. He's like, uh. Uh, when Walsh's going out, on, one of his sourds, soul just watches him. I liked to that too. Hank it all, hang it all up and walk away. But then this one, he says, How did everything get so screwed up? And then we have Jesse getting ready for work. He's like, Let's start the party again. Get some pizza. Get some dipping sticks. Uh, Then we're at work, Walt's trying to stir paranoia about the cameras, and we notice the cameras are Walt, and Walt notices, so we notice that the cameras are just following Jesse. Uh, Then Jesse's back at his house, the pizza party's going on, he plays video games, goes to bed, Mike wakes him up, and Mike's like, you know, somebody stole your pizzas, I kicked everybody out because uh, I didn't like that they were just eating your pizza. And then Jesse's like, you know what? But you know, Jesse stands up to Mike and kind of impresses Mike with the way his mind works. Uh, then we have Gus and Mike meeting, and Mike's like, I, I don't want to worry. I, this suggest the Spinkman. We, we we should figure out something about him. And then uh, I don't know if this is when. Uh, then it's like, well, him and Walter are team, but I know Walt won't like it handpint. So then Gus is like, well, maybe I could, you know, manipulate Walt via Jesse, you know, by employing him into, you know, doing some other work. Or maybe, maybe that's a spoiler a little bit. Not really, though. Uh, then we have Walt at work. He's like, Jesse's late. So then he goes to Jesse's house. He's like yelling and calling Jesse. And he's like, this is message three. Go, get outside. I'm here to pick you up for work. And then he goes in the house. Third time, it's Charm. Jesse, Jesse calls. Then uh, he realizes Jesse sells in his room. Uh, and then he goes back to work. He yells at uh, the camera, where's my Jesse? And then we have Jesse and Mike in the stash, and it's quiet, and it's just like a dad and a son on a trip because uh, it's quiet, and they're both like they don't seem like they want to be around each other. And Mike finally goes, aren't you, you going to ask where we're going? And Jesse goes, nope. This probably maybe one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. Aren't you ask? And she going?" nope. And Jesse just keeps staring out the window, and the episode ends with them driving down the highway. And then I say thank you to uh, uh, Jillian Librarian. Who say hey? They came in and they said hey. I got to tweet Scoots. And I find out what's at the end. But I I never even made it halfway through the semi-com- Totally semi comatose. And tough stuff, I've gone through a lot of stuff. My circuits worry going to overdrive. You know, this podcast just puts me to sleep around eleven. If I wake up before, I put it back on. Monologue runs through my brain like serpents for sleep. sieve we made of sleeves, sketching a word here or there than nothing. A uh, boyfriend of mine and ours in wonder. Then we got Jamie, S- Jamie Skim, who can't stand the podcast. Can't stand a husky, scratchy voice. It's uh, the gravel stuck to his usual. Uh, sorry, buddy. Uh, then we have Glenn Coco, so- uh, I have the opposite response. Soothing, velvety, calming. As they came up to me and they said, like a blanket, a comfortless thing of comfort, listening to helps me transition from over a brain flowing, sleeping brain, no matter how preoccupied I am. Five minutes, thank you, poor friend. Then we have Jerry, who was a G. She, nice guy, worked three plus years. Uh, Drew was perfected, a fool, perfect p- way to put people to sleep. Not hy- hypnosis, not quite, but it's a bit more than a bedtime story. A drug free way of licking insomnia. I wonder what an insomnia would taste like if we licked it. I'd be like, well, you taste. I don't like the taste of insomnia. You could put that on a shirt and I'll wear it. An uh, unusual concept that doesn't make any sense. That's from Christina AFH. Don't Seems to work for this. Vanerga's voice monotonous and rambling. Just the right speed for the brain to catch on. And on YouTube, Amy Perry, 96 still of podcast, right? And then she said, Hey, Ali, S. Hey, Ali said, Hey, you guys are boring in a good way. Carol G, 3.30 a.m., she found the show, and then the sheep came. And the sheep said, If you met Nachama, Nachama, S., who didn't take the porn, podcast was boring enough. And I said, Hey, about Mir. SH and Mir said uh Yeah, Betty passed out when i was talking about Walter Frey. I said, That's great. And then the primordial was like in YouTube was like, I love this thing. I said, All right. Next thing I you know, LP in line, she's I got a playlist called Sleeps are all the podcasts. Well usually falls asleep so fast but four or five wake up laughing. Thank you. And Hannah W was like, hey, dude, don't you know anything about Dow? Reservoir? And they said, yeah, thank you. And then a wood chopping too, said they fell asleep, disease. And then the next day I see Pulsefire News. They said, this is underrated. I said, totally. And then I said, the Cuddle Zone. I said, what Cuddle Zone? And they said, I'm in a bad, I'm bored. I'm in a a cloud bed with wings. Climb aboard. And Rebecca R. said, "Hail to this podcast, too. And Dan G. said something nice as well. so nice. I said, thanks, buddy. Yeah, then I stopped over. I saw Snow Cone and Spencer said, what's up? It was Oslo. Jillian C. was around there. Then Susan uh, from Minnesota. And John W., uh, Jonathan M., and then Stacy was a poet, said, what's up? I said, hey, what's up? You got poetry. Let's do it. Thanks. And then Allie was saying some nice stuff, and then Megan was totally like, what's up, what's that?" And then Alexandra was going, hey, what's that guy? And they said, oh, totally what's that guy? And Monica was over. She said, hey, you know, I got this, you uh, got a piece of toast. I got some shifty jelly." I said, slam it on there. That's great. Jim, Jim B. was listening, and I said, "Holy coody. And then Michael goes, hey, happy Howley, howling fan tots. And I said, I've got a case of those, holy moly. And Justin was by, he was helping. I said, to man, you're the best. And Laura, she was totally like reaching out to Julie, and he said, hey, what's up, it's that too. And his wife was like, yo, say, check this club, man, I'm at the club. And I said, and I can't, this is a chill play. I said, well, oh, cool. And Florence, she was like, hey, check this, do you know anything, can you check the microphone technique? I said, I could try. And I said, you know, and then Matthew said, hey, we'll see you. And I said, oh, totes, oh, totes. And then Callie V was like, oh, hey, this is shabadoodoo. And I said, shabadoodoo. And Julian B says hey, that he's gonna no brandy. I said totally Bonnie the Baroness was over here. and then Sway so nice was like hey check this cat out. I said is that a cat or a puppy dog? And she says a puppy dog cat I said, holy mackerel. And Steve was around, Vivian, they were doing Simone. That was just great. I said, Man, I feel good. And bugs and how funny was over and come by. And I said, I think that's it, man, because it was total, and I said, totally rural. It was just, said, what about Crystal? And I said, oh, yeah, and Claire, they said, hi, too, and Kit, too. And I said, Kit, the car I said, No, Kit, to human. I said, okay, good night.